0: the more you know the more you know the more you know it's the more you know hello everybody and welcome back to the more you noble sports podcast once again uh, i am your host mike and i am joined on the most dreaded week of every college kid's life uh joined by caleb noble who is dealing with finals week
1: yeah and luckily with my major it's Finals week and massive story slash paper slash project week.
0: Hey, glad. Hey, good for you, right? Good for you.
1: No, it sucks. It's horrible. I actually just finished. I'm done with two of my five classes, so we're rolling along. How many? Two of them. Forty oh, percent done. Good. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as some of you probably can hear, last week I was dealing with the the scratchy throat, not scratchy throat, but like the. L- loss of my voice was seemed to be going away to the very much um, enjoyment of the people here in this house, as well as most of my students at work. But now it's just, con- now it's like morphed into this uh, allergy sinus. Uh, I don't even know what you call. I sound like uh, a Ford pack a day smoker. And I really have a bone to pick with mother nature. Like how is it we go from winter to nothing but weeks of rain, wind, rain and wind, Wind and rain, rain and wind. And now today, it's 90 fucking degrees.
1: You live in the Midwest.
0: (coughs) I can't deal with this.
1: Yeah, well, you're moving next year, so it's just going to be hot most of the time with a mixture of a hurricane every now and
0: then. No, it's unbelievable. uh, (laughs) Hannah just came in the house. Hannah, we're recording. So Hannah's home from break. She's already done with her finals week. But this, I, I would like to send a strongly suggested email to Mother Nature.
1: That's why I'm moving to San Diego.
0: Yeah, hey, if you can afford it, brother, I hope that that works out for you.
1: I'm doing it. Brother. I'll yeah. think, I'll find a way. I'll scratch by if I have to.
0: Oh my god, this is ridiculous. I've been taking it's Sudafed by day, Benadryl by night. And maybe
1: then, Arizona's the place.
0: Maybe I tried to talk your mom into moving to Arizona, but let's be honest. Also, I looked at the price of Arizona, and I might need four jobs plus my retirement.
1: It's booming. Also, you have to deal with like tarantulas and rattlesnakes.
0: Yeah, but I don't think I would because I think we'd get an apartment where there'd be a pool, and also it has every major sport and four trillion golf courses.
1: Yeah, except for you. Know, good luck getting a ticket to a Coyotes game. They moved to a college stadium with, like, 4,000 seats.
0: What are they – what is uh, – well, well, they're what trying, they're in a
1: they're world trying world. to build a, um, a stadium, and for some reason they wanted to move out of Glendale, I believe is where they are, and so they're in Tempe's um, – Arizona State's hockey arena. So, they're going to have like 4,000 fans.
0: Well, so instead we're moving to New Orleans. So, let's go Saints. Let's go Pelicans. Let's go NOLA Gold, the rugby team. Going to start rooting for them. They they have a USFL team. Explain to me why USFL is playing all their games in Birmingham, Alabama. What is going on? I don't understand that at all. Like, why wow. would you even have a New Orleans team that plays its game in Birmingham?
1: Is that is that soccer?
0: No, it's football. The USFL. Like, they tried to bring this back. It's like a... I guess a spring football, right? Spring, early summer, kind of like the XFL. Oh, NFL. like XFL. Okay. Yeah. Hey, well, Jordan, know. what's his, what's he got? Uh, Teamu, right? Is that his name? Yeah. The studs that played for the Battlehawks, he's playing in it. A lot of hey, a lot of bad football. It looks like. A yeah, I will not football.
1: be enjoying that.
0: There would be zero. It's on at weird times, so it's like nine a.m. or something like. That. I don't. I'm know. a
1: sports snob. I have to watch like the top ten <laughs> competition, or
0: I don't want to watch it. It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, before we get into the week that was. Um, for all of our listeners out there, would like to wish you a very happy birthday over the weekend. Uh, we made the trek up to pick up your sister from Eastern Illinois as she's leaving there and heading to Loyola, New Orleans, next semester. Picked her up, drove her up to you in Champaign, went to Portillo's, which we'll, we'll talk about here in just a minute, uh, to celebrate your 20th birthday.
1: Yeah, it was a good time.
0: And then what did you do on your birthday? Um, I went to a bar. Um... What was that,
1: Saturday? So I went to a bar, and then I went to dinner, and then I watched the Cardinals. Was Please. it
0: weird first birthday not being home? No. Perfectly fine.
1: I don't really care about my birthday. I think I'm okay. gotten to that point. It's just like, like whatever.
0: That. I would like that money we then No, I care that.
1: about the money I get. I just don't care about the birthday itself.
0: I got you. I got you. All right, before we get – it again, I got a few things. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you because I know you're very busy, and I can't – I haven't had much voice, and I've also felt like crap and whatever. Um, feeling better on demand, by the way. Drinking a lot of iced tea today. Um, Portillo's, let's talk Portillo first of all. What we got to get Portillo's to New Orleans if I'm moving down there, it's got to happen. In my opinion, the third best fast food restaurant of all time.
1: <laughs> third best is it fast food? You can't, there's no drive through.
0: I don't care. I put it in that same category. I don't, it's too good Midno's for those and uh all of those yeah, I, I, okay quiznos
1: and portillo's are not that disrespectful i didn't
0: mean quiznos what's the what's the what's the mexican joint Qdoba. there we go Qdoba. so i put it in the that's chain. not fast
1: food either though it's just a chain restaurant
0: well but it's not a restaurant because nobody comes and takes my order. so if you want to call it in that intermediate fast food then in my opinion it's the so what's
1: sugar food. fire
0: well sugar Fire's a rest well that no one head. comes and oh, takes your order yet yeah, they're the best then Okay, yeah, now we're no, in the waters. That. I was not ready to, to – Yeah, name. but it's just not fast
1: food to think about.
0: It. I think it is.
1: It's not. What's the, what? Name one similarity between McDonald's and uh, Portillo's other than the fact that you have to get up to order your food. That's it. So that's not – no, because you, if you call Sugar Fire Fast Food, I'm going to punch you in the
0: throat. Yeah, well, then I don't know where you put – either way. All right? <laughs> I don't know how – I was all prepared with my list because <laughs> in my mind, it's what a burger <laughs> stands above everything. But now well, we have to create another list of the fast food and then the – Restaurant.
1: It's just a restaurant.
0: It's not though because like a restaurant, I go in, I'm seated, they hand me a menu like a sit-down restaurant. So what do you call sugar-fire, portillo's?
1: I don't agree um, with your definition of a restaurant.
0: Qdoba. They, they got, there's got to be a like a – is that upscale fast food?
1: No, it's just a restaurant. I don't it's, understand it's, it's your definition here. What is subway? Subway shit is what it is. It sucks. No,
0: that's not valid. So it's little Caesars fast food?
1: Yeah, there's a window for a drive-thru.
0: Ah, uh, so so in your mind, if there is a drive-thru, it's fast food.
1: My mind is fast food is something you can get quickly. That's why it's called fast. And if you can't go to a drive-thru you have to sit down for twenty minutes to get your food and eat it in there, it's not fast food.
0: But to be fair, Portillo's if not busy, like so you consider Panera fast food?
1: Yeah. Definitely. I,
0: but but Subway isn't.
1: Uh Subway is in a gray area for me, but it's Make not the it same as Portillos. Sense. Subway though, you go in, you get your food and they give it to you immediately. Like Portillos you have to wait. So it's not fast. Like it's definitely not fast. But I don't you think Canaras.
0: I've waited a long time in that line.
1: There's a fa- there's a drive-thru. You can go through there and get it really quickly.
0: I've still waited. Have you been to Steak and Shakes drive-thru? Have well first of all, have you been to Jack in the Box's drive-thru? That is not fast at all.
1: Not recently. I hate that
0: place. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Famous
1: and Check. That place is great. I really
0: I really thought I was coming in strong with Portillos. Now we have to find a whole new category. <laughs> you
1: have to don't. Have to it's just portillos
0: Sugar Fire and, <laughs> and Q and evidently Subway but and Firehouse, but not Jimmy John's. I'm so confused now.
1: Okay, well it's just not fast food. I like it's just not. I don't get that. Definition. All right. For those
0: of you listening, if you could let us know what type like, if, if there is a name for this, I really need to know. Uh, as a man of lists, I, I, I'm in the middle. I was in the middle of what I thought was a good one, and Caleb just wrecked it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you turn 20, huh?
1: This is what it says. Fast food is defined as food that can be prepared quickly and easily, and is sold in restaurants and snack bars as a quick meal or to be taken out. Portillo's is not a quick meal.
0: It's
1: to prepare prepared as.
0: So
1: good luck eating a dipped Portillo sandwich on the go.
0: It uh, was good though, man. I'll tell you. It, back to that. Portillo's is very good. It is good, very good. And I guess we messed up. We didn't get the chocolate cake shake, which also referenced in Ozark. If you caught that, look, we I got saw that yesterday. At. We do not have to. Uh, there will be no spoilers. But it's hard to talk know. about that last season without spoilers. Well, we're not. We don't have to go in depth. But I will say this: Ozark knows how to make a fucking show. Jason Damon's a genius. And so is Laura Linney. I saw that she directed a lot of the episodes as well. Uh, Did she she play Wendy? Yeah, she directed the second to last. Bateman directed the last one. Um, And the girl who plays Ruth should know her name. But either way, she is incredible. Multiple-time Emmy winner. I I mean, I'm watching. As we were watching the final season, the last three episodes especially, I said to your mom, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Ruth, Wendy, and Jason Bateman, uh, Marty, are all winning Emmys.
1: Yeah, that show – I mean, Laura Linney, I didn't know that was who that was. But she is perfect at playing the most – I hate her more than I hate Johnny Sack, Gustavo Fring, and I think every villain in each of those shows combined.
0: What about Cersei? Do you hate her more than Cersei?
1: I like Cersei. Whoa. I did. I thought she was cool. So did her she brother. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that gets into a gray area because I love Jamie too. But I, I thought Cersei was really cool. She had redeeming qualities. <laughs> But Wendy was just a heinous bitch. God. Yeah,
0: yeah. For those God. who have not watched Ozark, we are not going to spoil anything for you. We kind of just did a little bit. No, we didn't. Fine. Not really. Not really. Go. I you
1: know it. that from the beginning. Yeah, you're good. Go
0: watch it. Uh, it ranks again. We're back to the list. Number four all time on my uh, TV drama. I don't like hour long shows. Fourth. It's not to be hour long, I don't think. But yeah, right, it would right, be third what for I'm me. Like it would be third. Non comedies.
1: It might have it, it's up there with Sopranos. Like it's it's competing for second place for me.
0: Wow for how I much can. I enjoyed it. It's hard to take you seriously when you haven't watched The Wire. Yeah, but Breaking Bad's the best, so well no, it's Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Ozark, and Better Call Saul. And I don't think there's an argument at this point. No, I don't even know. I I mean Game of Thrones had potential and then it ruined it. Yeah, and Homeland too did not love the last two seasons of Homeland. I've and only I love seen Homeland. the 2. All right, well, yeah. then, hey, Deadwood, heard it's awesome. That's next, I think, on my list. But there's some other ones out there. The Succession, very good. Going to watch the final season of that here soon. Uh, so, hey, well, that was good. That was good. Before
1: we get past that, did you see Netflix's stocks are plummeting by, like, almost 50%?
0: How does that happen? They've
1: upped the price of their, um, of their, what's it called? Um, what's it called when you buy it? Uh, subscriptions. And their quality has arguably gone down, inarguably. Like what, what do you watch on there other than crime documentaries and Ozark and now Ozark? I I do love their documentaries.
0: I'm not gonna lie.
1: But That's it. Like everything else is trash. Yeah. They took the off when they took the office out off of it. I was like,
0: okay. Yeah, that. I mean, that's their. Like I looked through, and their movies aren't that good either. If we're gonna be honest. No, and
1: they bury the, like, all the good stuff. You have to go search for. It's hard to find stuff. And HBO Max has
0: everything. Oh eight, yeah, Hulu also very good. I've been watching some stuff on there, but I do love a lot of the. The true crime stuff on Netflix, I will. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, but their stock. Like,
0: if you bought stocks on Netflix, <laughs> fucking sell them now. Well, I did not. But there is a new John Wayne Gacy doc that I do want to watch also. So, it went
1: from like $360 per stock to 208 or something crazy. Uh,
0: thank you guys for tuning in to listen to sports. We do appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that was our, inter- our entertainment <laughs> um, But, hey, quick transition. Also, uh, we'll, we'll call that making a connection in the business, I believe. Did you see Anthony Rizzo bought Tony Soprano's house after he'd been out celebrating a win?
1: He bought Tony Soprano's house? Yeah,
0: evidently. Why? And maybe a little bit too too many, uh, too ma- much gab- gabagool and maybe a little bit too much wine. Uh, and still wanted the house the next morning. So yeah, on a whim, bought Tony Soprano's house. Anthony Rizzo, first of all, if anybody's going to own Tony Soprano's house, it should definitely be an Italian. So shout out to Anthony Rizzo. Name Tony. Bingo. Yeah, Um. I didn't see that. It must be nice to make a drunken mistake and it's a house. So. And it's Tony Soprano's house, and not to
1: care the next morning.
0: That must like, be a nice like, life to live. My yeah. drunken mistakes are I order like something that's like thirty dollars on Amazon that I don't really need.
1: Yeah, and then you like, regret, regret it, and you a like a dollar home, and then you regret
0: it and try to cancel it. He bought In a regret. home and didn't care enough to even try and cancel it. Yeah, and to be fair, there have been times I have canceled my debit card because I couldn't cancel the Amazon order.
1: <laughs> what really? <laughs> so, <laughs> thirty dollars really. That's how that's how that deep it runs. gonna be
0: honest, but. Uh, all right. So last Monday, we talked, right? I think we talked to everybody last Monday, and you said going into the Royals, Giants that we needed to go four and two. Cardinals went three and three. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, they were
1: they. I don't know. I mean, it was a mixed up bag. I think the Royal series started out horribly. Let's be honest. I, the win was bad. The first the loss was bad, and then the second win was very. Um, uplifting. I don't know if that's. It was. It just looked good. Well, like we got blue out. Do that. Yeah, I mean, but then it was the feast or famine. This team scores two or less or seven or more in like two weeks straight of games, which is just not sustainable at all. And then you go to the Giants series. I was feeling great after the second win, and you know what mediocre teams do, Dad? They win the first two of a four game and they split.
0: That's what mediocre teams do. Well, to be fair, we are sixteen and ten, only two and a half games back behind Milwaukee. So I don't know. I would call it mediocre.
1: Uh, I'm worried that the team is reverting back to what they were doing last year because they just decided to start walking the world again.
0: My apologies, by the way. 16 and 12. My apologies.
1: Walking the yeah. world, man.
0: Yeah. Why? Well, Why is this is happening again. Yeah, there's some of that I'd like to talk about when we get to it. I, I don't know if you want to dig into any. I like. I mean, obviously, everybody saw the games. They saw what happened. I'm a little worried. some of the. I'm a little worried about Dakota Hudson's. Uh, his location is off, It's been off all year. To be honest. And, it looks you know, horrible. I, I don't know if that's a mechanical thing. I am I was I pitched in high school. I was not a pitcher, right? So I I can't find a lot of that mechanical stuff. I don't know if there's this tummy there john problem. Yeah, that, I think there's probably a lot of that. Well, they were talking about how a lot of guys when they come back from it, their stuff and their velo is there,
1: but their control isn't quite there. But it's just so infuriating. Him and I'm I'm gonna be. I don't know. I know I'm not on the board of him being a top three pitcher in this rotation right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I have been on that hype train at the beginning. He can get here, there. I understand. I understand. I don't that.
1: like a pitcher that you don't know what you get when he goes out there. Like but, when you're, you know what you're getting, he might get roughed up a little bit, but you know, you're going to get a guy that stays in the zone and doesn't beat himself majority of the time.
0: And like Miles Michael is the same way. If you were going to tell me we'd score seven runs against Logan Webb on Saturday, I tell you we win. And especially
1: when you have Matt, who was it? Matt on the bump? Yeah. Okay. Like, let I let felt pretty confident
0: this. in that. Let me ask you a question, and maybe it's rhetorical, but you can also feel free to answer it. Knowing what Matt's went through, right, with the loss of his grandfather, uh, he had to travel back right to the East Coast, and then he was back for a game all within like seventy-two hours. Would it have been prudent? And again, that hindsight is undefeated. We all know that. Do you think it might have been prudent to say, Matthew, we're not going to start you till Sunday?
1: Um, no, only because I'm sure he wanted to get in that game and get his mind off of what was happening.
0: His, and yeah, and I've probably not
1: to, f- and then you have to move Dakota up, and it's stuff like that. That's a situation where I think you take you take what he says and you just do what he says. Uh, see, I
0: would, I don't think you would have had. Here is what I would have done: if and again, without I know none of the information. So what I am saying is, if that were the case, if you move him back to Sunday, I would have gone with Woodford and just gone with a bullpen start, which you kind of ended up having anyway with Matts. Um, I, I would, I mean, it's a lot, man. That is a lot for any human, and I know hey, there are the stories out there of the people hitting a home run. that We saw the Steven Piscotty stuff, right? That was Michael like kills every time I watch it. Uh, we've seen all of that; those those things that have been out there. I, I just wonder if it was one of those things where he was om- – and I'm not blaming Ali. I'm not blaming anybody here. But he was almost put in a no-win situation.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even think about that when he was doing poorly. That's a really tough couple of days. It is. Absolutely. To lose a game for your team. And you know what? Now that you say that, I'm actually even more pissed off at Ali about the game. Yeah,
0: well, I'm you not. said you
1: I'm know i am those conversations like you know no said no, as- no not that you have a guy whose grandfather just died and you keep him on the mount to go die
0: that was yeah well i was gonna get to that but yes
1: that's what i'm talking about like you can't his grandfather just died he doesn't have his stuff he's leaving stuff on the middle of the plate and you leave him on the mound to just flail in front of everybody yeah that's fucking yeah. pathetic now That I think I, about yeah. it sorry no. that's horrible
0: my rhetorical, yeah, well, the, and I didn't, I wasn't trying to take it to that point. I wasn't.
1: I just thought of it. That's horrible. Right.
0: And and I don't think that that's what I. I. I'm, that's I what know. happened. I watched it. That's what happened. Yeah, he I was, was out I mean, there, and they said we want you to eat innings, even though you suck today. And then when you do that, can you explain to me how we allow Cody Whitley to walk four guys in a row? That should. I'm sorry, that should never happen. To be fair, if you were you watching it? No. To be fair, no, I was not.
1: He he was right around the zone, and he also had multiple pitches that were strikes, not called strikes. Okay.
0: Okay, that like, he didn't,
1: he didn't look bad at all. <laughs> he was doing the thing Wainwright has been doing recently where you can tell they're not off. Like, they're really not pitching poorly at all. But they're just, like, two inches off the plate. Right. So, it's just a small thing. And at that point, we had used so much bullpen, guys, the last two days that you can't just take them out at that point. You have to kind of be like, okay, we're probably going to lose this game anyway. We need you to get us outs.
0: Well, we talked about, like, last time we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll um, talk about
1: Steven Matz for a second before we yeah, move sure, on?
0: sure.
1: Because – what sinker baller that we signed because he's a sinker baller to get ground balls? Why do we set up high? I, why? Well, I did he hear Brad. They, let me explain.
0: I heard Brad Thompson talking about that. Matt's two favorite pitches are the high fastball, and then he comes back with what it's a, the change up, and then the obviously with the sinker Third ball. So that's been his go to. I think his they were sinkers.
1: Career. He was throwing sinkers up in the oh, zone. The well, whole game. The he didn't throw a fastball. He throws a sinker.
0: Yeah. Why well, well, why why liking the four seam four seamers up, then was coming back with the change up and the sinkers. Again, I, I, I didn't watch that game. Was now one question, and I think I don't know if it's valid because we are still in the infancy of Steven Matz as a Cardinal. But if you look at his stats with kids behind the plate, they're incredible. If you look at his stats with Yachty behind the plate, they're awful. Do you I'm just I'm just throwing facts out. I'm not not making the um, judgment, but those are his two worst starts have been with Molina behind the plate, his two best starts have been with Kiz. I mean, you talked about it with, on here, I think, earlier, that maybe Kiz needs to be his, his catcher.
1: Yeah, and I think that's probably where they're going to go. But I think Yadi's. – I'm frustrated with Yadi as a pitch caller and something I never really thought I'd say. We, I touched on this last year after the postseason, if you'll remember. Um, he is behind the eight ball on everything. He does not make adjustments quick enough at all. He's like, Matt's his best pitch is the inside sinker. We're going to keep going to it. He was missing arm side every single sinker he was trying to throw inside to a righty. It was going down the middle, and they were crushing it every single time. And he kept calling it. Like, how about this step up down the middle, and he'll throw it outside. I don't get, I don't get the... He's just behind, it seems, at times. Where it's obvious, like, he would step inside, like, this is going to leak over the middle. And it did, and it got crushed. I don't know why we are so... Like, you have a game plan going into a game, and obviously his game plan has been sinkers inside the righties. They get jammed a lot. Great, it works. But if he's not locating that pitch, you should adjust within the first three batters of the game, right?
0: One would assume.
1: Like, it was it was in the second inning. He'd gone two times through the lineup at that point almost because he'd been so bad, and they were throwing the same pitch. I, I don't know. It's frustrating. Like, you got to adjust. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. And I think Steven Matz has not shown an ability to do that, which is troubling. When he gets in trouble,
0: he can't limit damage, and he can't
1: adjust in the middle of the game.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't think we can say he can or can't. We can. He's, he's had, done it three times. He's, what is he? He started four games. He's had two really good ones and two he bad ones. started seven
1: games. Oh my had four God. good ones. He's had four good ones and three bad ones, yeah. I believe. Three really bad ones, by the way. like Not even close to being good. Has he started seven games? I believe so. No. He's four. He's three and two. With um, – sorry, six games. And Three of them have been okay. bad. My bad. That's still – I mean, six games, three – half of them have been blow-up starts almost. Like, that's not going to do it.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it, it is something that, that we have to talk about here in a little bit, and I would like to talk about it in a minute. But uh, we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly last time. Over this, this six-game road trip, I mean, Dylan Carlson heated up. That was great to see, including a bomb. He had 412. I mean, when you have – He
1: looked really good.
0: Uh, and then, obviously – Outside of him, the only guy that hit over 300 on the road trip was Gotti, hit 308. Except for "Welcome to the Show," Juan Yepes.
1: he was incredible.
0: My God! And yesterday, if that didn't tug you at your heartstrings, I don't know what will. That that man, that man is not just proven that he belongs. He has said, "I'm going to. I'm not going back."
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think we won the Matt Adams trade? I think we did. <laughs>
0: I think so. I do um, believe. That the Matt Adams trade was won so far by
1: us. Juan Yepes looks really good. I love his approach too. He completely changes his swing with two strikes. Yes, um, and that's always. I like when guys do that. Joey Votto's always done that, but he has unfortunately created a massive problem. And I said when I say massive, I mean massive. What the hell are we gonna do with Nolan Gorman? Well,
0: can we? Okay, we can go. Let's stay on Yepes yet.
1: No, let's or get right to it now. because okay, here's the thing. Let's okay. talk.
0: Yeah. all, all right. right. Because here is the problem. That we have okay, and if we're gonna get into it, let's get into it deeply, a little bit deeper than maybe we need to. But but before I we guess.
1: do that, congratulations, Juan Yepes, you've been great. He Excellent. already has the same WAR as Christian Yelich does, and he has like 80 less at bats.
0: He has also, to be fair, he has a 0.5 F WAR, which is the same as Suzuki, who everybody wanted to crown the Rookie of the Year with the Cubs right off the bat. So, I mean,
1: if, I'm telling you guys, this guy can be a middle of the order guy consistently. Absolutely. I mean, good God, we need to get Tyler going. By the way, we'll okay, talk about that so, after this.
0: Well, that's this. Well, we, you're throwing a whole lot out there. I know, and I'm still trying I have, to have a lot of around Portillo's not being fast food. So okay, yeah, we'll talk about Tyler after, but okay. let's get to the current problem. Okay, well, let's let I'm going to lay it out like this, and I'm going to let you respond. Okay, All right, go ahead, go for it. In the off season, we signed one off. We signed one uh, free agent, two free agent hitters. My apologies. We signed. Corey Dickerson, in 49 at-bats, he's hitting 184 and is slugging 204. we signed Albert, which made the fan base go crazy and sold tickets and jerseys and everything else. And Albert against lefties has done what we wanted Albert to do against lefties. The problem is, as you and I talked about, he's still batting against righties. And that blows my mind. Albert, since he's been here, in 41 at-bats, is hitting 220, and he's slugging 390. All right? We then went out and we got ourselves a few pitchers, okay, which we knew that we needed to do. Um, we addressed the middle of the rotation guy in match. Let's be fair. Like we said, in six starts, in um, 25 innings. So he's averaging just over four innings a start. He has a 1.6 whip and a 7.01 ERA. Yeah, the good
1: worked. news is I look at his
0: FIP, which is
1: um, fielding independent pitching. So it basically says what you're expected to do, versus the results. It's right around where he was last year. So maybe he's just getting a bit of okay. So Let's add to that.
0: We also went out and we signed Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks pitched in five games for us. He had a 7.7 ERA. We DFA'd his ass. All right. Nick Not, I'm sorry. Let me get to him last. Drew Verhagen. We gave him not just one year off a guy who hadn't been in the majors in two years and had a career 5.01 ERA. We went ahead and we said, because the demand is so fucking high for Drew Verhagen, we will give you two years. Drew Verhagen pitched in three games. He has a 5.8 ERA. Now, we don't know. We may never see uh, – again, we may never see Drew Verhagen again. I don't know. He, that him, hip impingement might keep him out for two years. Hey, to be fair, Nick Wittgen has been fantastic. He's really good. He's been very, very good. He's pitched in 13 games. So, yeah, they're going to out. Now, is it time to start saying, what in the hell are we doing with our free agent signings?
1: No, I don't know I, about that. Let me, let me lay okay. this out,
0: and I'm going to let you address it from there. You and I laid this out with the Pujol signing and the Dickerson signing saying, hey, it's fine. I'm okay with it as long as it doesn't block our young guys. Guess what it's doing right now? Yep. It's and, and also, Corey Dickerson, when was the last time you played? Two days ago. Three he did ago. play Saturday?
1: He played one of those two games. Well, okay. He played
0: Friday or Saturday. It was one of the two. So um, I need you to address what is the, what does our front office see in guys – are they just simply trying to find to be I'm this I'm smart, the guy who is the I'm smarter than you are, that guy in the room? Or what, well, what they what did happening because this is ridiculous.
1: What they did was they got two majorly proven guys so they didn't have to rush up young guys, which I'm okay with. If and this is a big if, but if you are willing to say, oh, we shouldn't assign these guys, these young guys should be up here, <coughs> and you cut ties with them, if you're willing to do that then I'm 100% okay with you signing Corey Dickerson. 100% okay with you signing Albert's going to stay, so now that you bring him into the conversation. If you're okay with saying, okay, we fucked up, he has to go. If you're okay with that, and then I'm okay with you trying to get big league guys so you don't have to rush up Yepes and Gorman because that can cause problems if they don't perform. But if you're not willing to um, address the fact that those two guys, Yepes is up now, but that Gorman is just absolutely raking, he just hit his 12th home run the other day. 12 home runs. And um, if you're not willing to, you know, say, well, we should bring him up because he can help the team more. And Degregerson, eat the five million. We're paying it anyway. With bad signing, if you're not willing to do that, then I hate it. And I understood both of the signings when they happened, but why is Albert Pool batting fourth against a right-handed starter yesterday? Somebody make it make sense. Somebody make it make sense. Why is Juan Yepes not at the very, If you're going to do that, five, well, why the fuck is he batting fourth? Fourth.
0: Did, well, was that addressed in the uh, in the questioning afterwards?
1: He was well, no, because Albert was actually pretty good. He scored two runs, but still, I don't understand what what could you possibly see. You're an analytically driven guy. Give me one analytic that tells you that's a good choice. One. First, versus
0: right-handers this year, Albert is hitting two thirty-three. No, my apologies. Albert is hitting the 080 with a uh, 080 slugging percentage. Yep. What I I, can't I, I don't say understand. It again. I will say it – and this is in San Francisco. Do we owe the fans in San Francisco to see Albert Pujols? Is that what it is?
1: Were they trying to get him in for one last game at that ballpark? Is that what it was?
0: If that's what it is, then we don't care about winning ballgames.
1: I just don't – I don't understand. All, I mean, here's, my, here's the thing, Dad, can I lay this out for you for a second? Sorry. Even last week before we had a guy that was absolutely raking, that wouldn't have made sense, right? But now we have a right-handed designated hitter that is torching the ball
0: and you still find a way to fucking do it, how? Hey, hey, talk to me about what the conversation between Brendan Donovan and Corey Dickerson are every time they come in and they see Albert in the lineup against a right-handed bat.
1: And, and we said Tyler O'Neal. Like, wow. I don't understand. We have an off day today. Why is Tyler right. O'Neill not playing? In a game that you could have taken three or four. Especially if he was in there. Like, what if he pops one? It's a different game. You're, you're tied. But you got when, Albert out there that has no chance to do that.
0: When they came out and said, we want Lars to get every day at bats, so we're sending him down to AAA. That makes my, sense. My exact tweet was, well, you're going to bring up Brendan Donovan and put him in the exact same spot that you did with Lars Newbar. Um, and since then, Newbar had 16 at bats when he was here. Donovan has 13. Shouldn't he be playing every day at AAA? Why do we need Brendan Donovan here?
1: Um, we don't. But also, if you're going to have him up here, like he's a, he's a guy that can play the outfield. Well, if you're going to give Dickerson and Yepes those fourth outfielder spots, so he's not going to play there. He can play second base. Well, you refuse to put Tommy M in that shortstop. Which, by the way, Dad, we can talk about Paul DeYoung in a second. Yeah, because well, he's on my list. his defense is looking a lot less valuable these days. And so, you, so what's the point of having him up? And here's the biggest question I think we need to get to, Dad. If they're not going to move Tommy M to second base, what the hell is going to happen to Nolan Gorman?
0: You mean the shortstop? The shortstop?
1: Yeah what's going to happen with him? There's Wait, no spot address, for him.
0: Let me address a couple things there. Okay, just get to that when out, you can. Derek Gould asked him about moving Edmund to short essentially, right? Ali's Ali's response is I choose to win and we will win with Paul Dion's defense. And then the very next day he puts Yepes in the outfield. Now, that's not a shot at Yepes. It's not. But he's he not played in the well. outfield. He's played a few games there in the minors, but he is a he is a first baseman DH. So you choose. I, I'm so. Then you I want to note know the fact, me. and it's is, what. Hold on, it's what wait. we have talked about for years now. Since I, I've said it since 2011 when TLR w- left, and we didn't hire Terry Francona. Is you cannot no longer tell me Ali Mar is making decisions about who plays and who doesn't. You just can't. It, it. We went through it with Fowler. It didn't work. We went through it with Carpenter. It didn't work. We're going through it with Fowler. Guess what? It hasn't you worked. Mean, no. I mean, I'm sorry, De young. It yeah, hasn't worked yeah, in two yeah. and a half years. And we these. Are, I would say it one more time for the the people listening and for the people in the back. The games you play in April and May are just as fucking important as the ones you play in September. So why Nolan Gorman is not on this team at second base and Tommy Edmonds at shortstop tells me that this is all about their contracts and they want to save face and instead of doing what's better for the team, they're doing what's better for their pocketbooks.
1: I've got a few thoughts on that as well. One, and how else could you have some poetic justice with saying that than Paul DeJarge making a crucial error twice? Boom. Two days in a row, as well as Juan Yep is playing left field in, by the way, the hardest stadium in baseball playoffs. Yes. And it's not even close because of the wind off the bay. And then, secondly, I had another thought and I just lost it. (laughs) Oh, who's who's a favorite to win in the National League this year? Dad, the Mets, correct. They're a favorite to make it pretty far. Who'd they just cut? Yeah, Robinson Cano. And who made a huge impact the next day in those 6-1 run rally they made to come back in the ninth? J.D. Davis oh, and Dominic Smith, who they could have cut. Yep. And they did it. So if you want to stay competitive and you want to be on the level of these guys, you don't have to go out there and spend $300 million like Steve Cohen is willing to do. But you have to be smart. You're spending that Paul Young money anyway. And I don't think you should cut him. You're spending it anyway. So you might as well be the best team you can while spending the fucking money. What logic is that? I can't figure it out. It
0: anyway. What do they hate about Nolan Gorman?
1: They don't hate anything about him, but it's, it's still, the logic is so like mind-numbingly flawed because they want to prove that they're spending their money wisely and be the, the, the um, thing that everyone stares at. That's a great organization, and we are a great organization. Let's get that straight. The Cardinals are by no means a bad organization. Did they you, are competitive every year. They're a great organization. Did you but call them the thing that everyone looks at? The the organization everyone looks at. Is, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what they want right. to be. They want to be the poster child for great organization. But but here's the thing. But I'm not done. Okay. you're oh, spending break. that money. Paul DeYoung doesn't get more expensive if you put him on the bench. He doesn't eat up more money. He's eating the same amount of money. All you have to do is take the $700,000 you are giving to Brendan Donovan and shift it to Nolan Gorman. And use it. We have a DH now. You're not using bench pads. Okay? You're not. You can might as well put four guys that never play out there. You could and it wouldn't even affect you. Put Nolan Gorman at second base, put Tommy at shortstop, and in the event that starts costing you wins, which I doubt it does, but if it does, then make a fucking change back.
0: Right. Like, that easy. Are we saying that hit that Paul DeYoung, and this is I'm not saying it is. I'm asking that his psyche is so fragile that he has to play every day or we're gonna ruin him? Have we I don't not think- paid attention? We-
1: Placing it on Paul DeYoung is unfair. He doesn't control if he's in line. I'm not. I'm not, not going to say that. that.
0: No, no. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm asking if that's what they believe.
1: They genuinely um, believe
0: that. Well, I Well, I don't know. They no, think they, that, that is a narrative that
1: they have in their pocketbook. I mean, their pocketbook. Their back pocket that they can spin to the fans. that can make it make sense that they are playing someone solely because they paid him. That's all they're doing. And to they can do it more I than mean, that. Was it's the third
0: time, Caleb. This is the third time in the last six, seven years that we've done this. And I, I – I mean, I don't understand how how Mosaylock can continue to say it with a straight face and how – If you want to be
1: fair, though, if you want, want to be fair, fair – In the lineup. They did
0: eat the, the um Fowler's
1: deal last year and traded them. So they did do that. Hold and on. And they also – It took them
0: not, four years to do it.
1: Well, you're not going to pay a guy to stop playing immediately. And also, he was, all, he was fairly good down the stretch in 2019, and he was leading off in the playoffs when he won a series. But – Matt Carpenter also they didn't
0: start him last year down the stretch. They didn't at all. No, but they so did those two a things whole lot during the, the summer up at least. He was hitting fourth and fifth a lot in this lineup in the summer. Well, they were underperforming,
1: so it really didn't matter. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Those those are problems. I think the Paul the Young one is a more glaring issue because they're playing him every single day and they haven't made any plans to move off. I don't see how much more he can struggle and Gorman can succeed for you to validate this. And here's the thing, Dad Juan Yepes, I'm so glad he's doing well. I I honestly thought coming into this year, I think I told you this, that he was the most major league ready hitter in the minor leagues, and it wasn't yeah. Gorman, it was him. Um, but there's no spot for Nolan Gorman now that isn't second base.
0: That's what okay. That's I think I sent you this text yesterday. Like, if you're telling me as an organization you're not moving Tommy Edmund to shortstop, then why aren't we? Why did we not? Why do we still have Nolan Gorman? And what what if you're Nolan Gorman? Like, what are you thinking at Triple A? Like. I'm with the wor- Like, are you having Tommy Pham flashbacks? I'm with the worst organization of all time.
1: I think he's probably just thinking, I'll take a day to day and I'll get called up when I get called up. Here's the I thing he didn't perform well in spring. He is raking. He is. I mean, he is. I think he has taken a step back lately, but that was expected considering he was just a world beater for the first, I don't know how long of the season. But I think he has taken, has he dipped under 300? No, he's still at 307, so he has declined. I was going to say 307. His slug percentage has taken a 200% dip, but to be fair, it was at like eight, eight, eighty or something
0: crazy. With a 1.053 OPS.
1: Yeah, so those numbers have drastically gone down over the past week. I don't know why. Here, um, if, if they're going to call him up, which they will at some point, if you do it when he's struggling at the minor league level, that is going to be a bad recipe for him to be good. Like the best time to have done it was when he was hitting a homer every day and had the confidence of, of freaking Mike Tyson. That's a weird analogy, but whatever. Yeah, okay.
0: That, if,
1: if, but that is the time to do it, right? When he's like at, at peak I, confidence. One would think. Now he's going to – like what if he doesn't have another stretch like that? Like I don't know. But Yepes has made it – has forced – if he's done anything for his organization other than being great so far, he has forced the front office to have to address the media and say, well, we don't have – we have a DS right now that's killing it. And we have a second baseman that's been one the best second baseman in baseball. And our shortstop's not doing jack shit. So, if we're, and we have a second base, with the Meyer Leagues has been great. There's not other spot for Nolan Gorman. You can't just bring him up and play by the DA
0: spot now. So, I have said, to address that. I've said this before. You can live with Paul Dion if he is playing elite defense. Okay. If he is, you can live with that if your other eight guys are hitting. But at this point, and, and let's say there's not somebody knocking down the door, right? It's not, I'm so tired of hearing Edmundo Sosa. Like, he was, he's not the long term answer.
1: He should be in the minor Leagues. Do what? He should be in the minor league when he comes
0: back. He's not. He's never been the answer. Okay, so you've got a guy knocking down the door that could make this team right now dramatically better. And I, I just wonder. And maybe, maybe this is just me looking at it, obviously from thirty-five thousand feet lens. But what does it say to the other guys in the clubhouse? Like they, I know, I, I understand that they all know streets and they know slumps and they, but they also know. And they also see Nolan Gorman hitting 12 jacks. And they also know, first of all, Tommy played. Tommy was a defensive player of the year in at shortstop in the uh, Pac-10. He played at shortstop in the minors. What I know about Tommy is last year you put him in the outfield. He never played there. He was excellent in the outfield. I think he played Tommy shortstop played, last year was good. I think he Tommy did it play defensively anywhere.
1: He played shortstop last season.
0: So what? What is the re? Again, there's only one. The only reason is we're justifying the terrible money that we spent. And you know what? If it costs us games, oh well. And that is not. Imagine if you're Nolan. Imagine if you're Goldie. Imagine if you're, let's say, imagine you're Burleson or you're, uh, was it Moises Gomez at Double A? Is it Gomez and his name at Double A? You're these, you're these guys coming up. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. And the biggest thing is, the thing that's so frustrating to me about it is at the very least, Dad, Nolan Gorman, and this is the very bare minimum of what he could do would be better than Paul Young.
0: Absolutely.
1: So isn't there a value in getting, like we saw with Dylan Carlson, getting your guys big league experience to where when maybe down the, maybe he struggles at the gate, maybe he has some struggles and adjust back. And by October or September, you've got a middle of the order, left-handed stick that can that can really help your offense.
0: And, what and if that take? happens,
1: and if that happens, dad, like that is worth taking that chance. And you're still not losing offensive production because of how bad Paul Young has been. So there really is no validation for keeping him down. There's none.
0: I I agree. In my
1: eyes. Like Nolan Gorman at the very least is going to be a productive major league hitter. I could not be more confident in that. Paul DeYoung is not that right now. And he hasn't been for three years. So what are we doing? And Uh, is it going to take Paul – and I like Paul DeYoung, and I feel horrible for him when he's up there and he looks awful. But is it going to take him just absolutely being the worst player of all time and – I, I depleting every single little ounce of value that guy has ever had for you to take him out to the point to where you couldn't even move him for the worst prospect in an organization. No. Is that what's going to take?
0: I, I don't know, dude. Like I am so like, I've, I've been very critical of this organization since we didn't hire Terry Francona, which in my opinion was the dumbest thing this organization has ever done, but they did it for a reason. And, and that reason again, and we're seeing it with Ollie play out like, you can't tell me that Ali is going in to that, that clubhouse every day and wanting to write Paul V on the short I, right now you don't have any options, but I, I I can't I can't figure it out. I don't understand it other than it's Mo telling him like he did with Carpenter, like he did with Fowler, like they've done with countless others. You're going to play him every day.
1: Can I ask you something? If yeah. you're not sold on Tommy Evan at shortstop, which is fine if you're not. If you're the front office, and you're like, we maybe we don't want to call up Gorman, hedging our bets on Tommy Edmund being a good shortstop. You have Brendan Donovan on the team. How about you take three games? You put Tommy Edmund at shortstop, you put Brendan Donovan at second base, and you just see how it goes. Agreed. If it goes poorly, you know your answer. If it goes well, you know your answer. and It's a good. Agreed. One. Why don't you do that? I, what I, hurt Kim, I, I'm heck? out of
0: answers for this for this idiot. I mean, I'm sorry. I love this team but it is painful to be a fan of the Cardinals when you have John Lozaloc running this thing. I'm sorry, it is. And with Bill DeWitt not having any idea what's going on, and it sure feels like Ali is Mike Matheny part three. I mean, we had Matheny, Schilt, and Ali, and I know it's only 28 games. Now. I like Ali, though. I don't want to show him. Sure, like him. He's probably a great guy, just like the other two guys were. But nothing is changing. But I mean, if you want to be fair here, Dad, that's most of baseball. Like, that's the way baseball's gone. Like how many,
1: how many teams do you think the manager writes the lineup card?
0: I'd like to believe more than uh, I mean. I think there are a lot of hands-off owners. There. I would
1: think there might be five. I don't. I mean, you just made up. it's not the owners. It's the GMs. Kevin Cashman's manager of the year, or is in the running every year. He hasn't run the lineup probably since he's been hired. I, I don't mean, believe I that.
0: I don't. Yeah, believe dude. That
1: at all. The dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You think? You think Blake? You think he won to take Blake Snell out in the World Series game?
0: So you're hold on. You're telling me that the GM called down in a playoff game and told him to take Blake. I'm telling Snell out you, the GM said this is it? our.
1: I I'm telling you, the GM said this is our plan you follow this plan, he will not face Mookie Betts the third time through. And if he does and he fails, you're on the hot seat. I, mean, I disagree,
0: good. dude. I can't, that's what I, that, that I is no that. baseball. I Trevor Plouffe says all the – Trevor Plouffe played for that, him and he says well, that. When everybody knew that Blake Snell was cruising, I, I don't buy that.
1: Trevor Plouffe played for Kevin Cash and says he does not write the line
0: of cards. What well, else do you need? Well, that's probably a pretty good person to talk about then.
1: you think, I mean, there's very few that do. It's not – the manager is a – is the person that goes out and talk? Darren Boone doesn't of cards. I can bet you that. you think he wants to sit Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton once every three days? I don't think so. These guys don't make the decisions anymore.
0: So what? Analytics so have taken so we're, over baseball. Hold on, we're putting non-baseball guys in our char- Why would anybody want to be a big league manager then? Analytics taking
1: advantage of that's what it's happened. I mean, once Stackhouse came into the league, everything changed. That's just a fact. Well, this is- I don't like it, but that's how it is. So I'm not going to criticize the Cardinals for doing what everybody else is doing, but at the same time, that Nolan Gorman is a completely different situation to me. That's personnel. That's not lineup cards. That's not, that's just the front office being incompetent if that's who's keeping him down. And there are reasons that you can say, Paul Young is a very good defensive shortstop. That's true. That's like objectively true. But at the end of the day, if your defense is, isn't costing you games, I mean, isn't winning you games, it's not winning you, Game. I mean, I don't know how many games I've seen where I thought the defense won us a game. Not very many. I've seen a lot where I thought the offense lost us a game. Tell you that much. Like, defensive plays. Paul DeYoung is not Angelton Simmons, where he's going to make these plays where your mouth is agape and you're like, wow, no one else can do that. He is a guy that will make every play that comes to him. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that Tommy Emin isn't the same way, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because he will. That's where I'm at with it.
0: Hey, I. I'm, I'm on board. I, I, I think everyone is, except the two guys, that matter. That's
1: I don't it. know, man. I do think there is a breaking point. And I do understand giving Paul DeYoung his run this season. I get it. If he's not – but at this point, like, the only way that I would have said bring up Gorman early – because he looked awful in spring training, let's be honest. The only way I would have said it is if Paul Young was batting under 200 check and had one homer. Like, even if he had five, he could live with it. But he has one. And then if Nolan Gorman was absolutely just the best player in minor league baseball,
0: which he basically has been. Okay, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. You said you understand giving Paul Deion every opportunity. Here's the thing. That's not what I said. I said giving him his run this year, not every opportunity. Last half of last year, Edmundo Sosa stole the job from him. Yeah. So why, coming into this year, would we revert back? Guys make adjustments year to year. It happens. Look at Adam I mean, When was the last time Paul Young made an adjustment?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not. In, I mean, there were all those stories. He looked great in spring training. I mean, okay. we you have to mention that. We can't talk like,
0: about that anymore because Tommy Edmond didn't, and he's second on our I'm saying
1: Edmund. if you have a guy that's your shortstop that was planned to be your shortstop that's slugging over, I mean, that has an OPS over 1,000 in spring, you'd be a fool not to try and play him in the
0: season. But it was very apparent after the first week went okay. After the first week, it was over. And you, you brought it up on here. That swing is not play. It's back to what it was. This is, There are no adjustments. You went on and on about it. and you were I don't disagree
1: on. with that, How but do I do understand it? that. I understand. Do
0: see it? I don't understand. I
1: understand um, that, um, why they did it. I do. And I understand giving him time to make an adjustment. But it's been a month. Like, it's no longer early in the season. There's not, baseball's not a 12-month sport. No. Like, this these games matter. Yeah, and I, you're in danger right now of the Brewers saying "fuck you" and pulling away again. Absolutely, they're already two and a half up on you, and they are. Re- we'll get the power rankings later, but that is a really good baseball team, really, really good with not many flaws. Seven so, and three on
0: their last ten.
1: I mean, they're, they're eight. What are they? Hold on, let me look at it. They're nineteen and ten.
0: And guess who like they won the series with this week? The Reds again. Bingo. They're
1: gonna. They they are gonna have a tough um, schedule coming up because they've had the easiest schedule in baseball, and it's not really close. Like but well, we 100%. get them in a couple weeks. Yeah, we played them very well. If there's one thing the Cardinals have done. they played the Brewers very well, surprisingly. But they they that Brewers team can easily win 100 games. And if you middle for another three months like you did last year, you're not going to catch them. And you're going to struggle to make a playoff spot, because the NL is fucking loaded this year. It really so, is. So you're going to have to win a division, I think, or at least be in competition for it. So they've really got to address where they're at. And not think they can rely on another 17 game winning streak to get to 90 wins. Because i will be honest with you, I'm not even sure 90 wins is enough this year to get it. even with the added playoff spot. That's
0: that's my opinion. I, I mean, I, I I'm definitely not arguing. I am just perplexed at this whole thing, <clears throat> and it's really minding me. Mean, also, to be fair, Matt Libertor also killing it at AAA right now.
1: He's been great, but I don't. He there's no spot for him right now. Like, no, 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 no. I'm just.
0: I think it's worth mentioning.
1: Yeah, he's been phenomenal. What is it? I don't. I don't know what he did his last start. Um, if he started against us, but he had at one point a 17-inning innings pitch scoreless streak, and he just looked good. And man, if that guy could be a left-handed weapon for you, one more guy we need to talk about, Dad, just because you brought him up, and I think he did McFarlane, might need to be cut.
0: Yeah. So,
1: if he has another month of what he's doing right now, he needs to be gone. You agree? I, I'm
0: not going to argue, because and we chose the wrong one, we let Garcia go, and we kept him.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think it was either-or. It should have been him over Verhagen. Garcia. I mean, that should have been the decision. It should. Have been, it was literally set up on a platter for you, unless Garcia really said, "I like San Diego, I want to go there," which I would fully understand. I just talked about it. I want to live there. But if he, that's not what happened, and we just want to give him the money, and instead we decided to go for a Verhagen for no reason after knowing we were going to make Hicks a starter, I don't. I don't know what to say about that.
0: And, and just to be fair to our listeners, because I didn't know this either, uh, Libertor did get knocked around his last start. Did he? Okay. Yeah, five well, and gonna two happen. thirds. He- six earned runs.
1: He's got some stuff. He's going to need some time to develop. He's not yeah. ready yet. Yeah. I That's apparent.
0: Yeah. I'm in no hurry to get him there.
1: No, we don't need him either. When we get Jack back, we'll be fine. When we get. Um,
0: I, no, I'm concerned. We, let's just take a look really quickly. You got three with the Orioles, three with the Giants. Um, looks like we might miss Logan Webb. I mean, do we really want to? We I mean, I don't know. Like, he is their best pitcher, I think, right? Oh,
1: Rodon um, is their best pitcher, and it's not close. Rodon? Oh, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Also, you want to mention the fact that they set up their rotations and not have us face a lefty. Teams yeah. are starting to recognize what we have. Yep. And it's that we can't that we destroy left handed pitching. And that is another reason to get Nolan Gorman up here. We need someone that can hit righties. We cannot have a predominant we cannot have teams scheduling their lefties around us and still be one of the worst teams in baseball against righties and be successful.
0: Uh Carl's still yet to make a determination on who's starting tomorrow night. We face uh, Braddish. Bradish. I don't know anything about him other than he has a five point four ERA.
1: He's a it's right. the Orioles, so yeah. is that? Is that because Wayde hasn't tested negative a second time. I, would I saw, I saw he did once, so he just needs to one more time. Uh,
0: Miles versus Watkins on Wednesday, Thursday. Baltimore's yet to make a decision. We got Hicks back. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Hicks. He's got to start going deeper in games, dude.
1: Uh, he's still at the 70 pitch mark where they want him. He's been fine. Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, it's not that he can't. <laughs> he doesn't look.
1: He doesn't look. Um, he doesn't look tired. They're just being careful with him, which I'd rather them do, especially when you have Polante and Woodford who can eat you multiple innings. I have no problem with what they're doing with him. Right Sunday
0: now. night night game for the Cardinals. Cardinals Giants. ESPN. You want to talk
1: about the Orioles real quick?
0: Uh, if you'd like and to. Our, and what we that. want them, they have to win three. Sorry,
1: this is not. <laughs> no, I'm not, that we
0: never no I'm
1: not. I'm not kidding. This is not a team. You played them once this year. You cannot have a loss on your resume when you have a team like this. Because then that because affor- if you sweep this team and don't lose against them, that affords you to have a tough series against a good team at some point. You have to take advantage of the shitty teams. And this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Go win three times. It's well, there are it. a
0: lot of teams in baseball worse than them.
1: Yeah, but it's the early in the season. They, want, they were like good in the 60-game season for like half of it. And Just don't let
0: Cedric Mullins beat you.
1: And he hasn't even been that good. He struggled hard. I mean, like, who do they have that's scary? No one. Yeah. Cedric's good, but he's not someone to be afraid of. Adley's still not even up. You have to go in there and sweep them. I mean, they're coming to us. Yeah, they're and coming if you here. you lose, if they lose two of the three, dad, I'm off the team. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. You have to just go and take it one game at a time and win all three. Just please, for fuck's sake, finish the series out. Just do it. They're so bad, dad. They're so bad at baseball. They're so bad that they were like, our pitchers are so bad. We have to move our fence back thirty feet so we don't give up twelve runs a game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I agree, but we know it's it's tough to sweep a team. It's not it feel like. It, well, it doesn't feel like the Cardinals do it.
1: It's not tough to sweep the Baltimore Orioles team. If anyone I, I, t- says if says that you to know, you,
0: then Milwaukee's going into Cincinnati. Like you've got to, You you have to play tit for tat with them, and like you, or a little better them get seven games ahead of us.
1: You're ready to play three games better than the rest of the year to win I know. That's already where you're at. So you cannot afford, I mean, they're sweeping teams. They destroyed the Reds. They made the Reds look like a little league team though last week. Yep. So to say that it's hard to sweep a team, it's not. It's not hard to go sweep a team that you should sweep. Well, it it's hard for them. the Cardinals. I don't think so. I think they played well this year. Sixteen and twelve is a good start. That's almost a six hundred winning percentage, I believe, five seventy. So that is a good start to the year, especially since you saw the offense. It's kind of it's kind of forming. We didn't really talk about this. The offense has been was really good the last five games. Sunday was a little weird, but it's a Sunday game. But the last five games, I would say I've been very happy with how the offense has hit. Really? Because I
0: haven't. I'm not gonna lie. They've
1: been really good. Look at their numbers. I did. I mean, what 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 game did you have a problem with?
0: Well, I mean, if you look at over their last six games, right? Nolan hitting 240, rest. slugging 440. Bader hitting 260, slugging 390. Carlson's been great, 412, slugging 700. He's been awesome. Yachty, 308, slugging 538. Tyler, 286, 571. And Yepes has been good. And Well, I guess obviously Tommy not very good. I mean,
1: here's but, the thing, Dad. You go through the last couple of games, Giants, you, they're a really good pitching team. We agree on that, right? They just use analytics to their advantage. They're, Gabe Kepler is great. He runs his team very well. Three runs. Uh, they scored three runs twice in that series, one of the which they won. You have, as a major baseball team, you have to win games like that. They're going to happen. Then you score seven in the loss on Saturday. You score seven on Friday. And before that, you score 10. Like, that's a really good five-game stretch, I think, against the Giants, especially, who are a really good pitching team.
0: Is a concern that over the last six games, Paul, uh, Goldie with zero RBIs?
1: No, because right, I would never be concerned about Goldie early in the season. That will never okay. happen. I am I, – I will say he needs to come up big because he has been in a lot of situations where I he has a chance to tie or win a game. And he's – we're not paying Goldschmidt to be a singles and walk guy. And, I, I mean, you can't – if there's any guy in Major League Baseball to be patient with, it's him. And we've learned that. Like, he could end up with 110 RBIs and 35 homers because that's just what he is. He doesn't – He. I mean, look at how, the amount of all-star appearances the dude hasn't made because he struggled early in the season. And you look at this final season Like, How is this dude not an all-star? It's ridiculous. He should probably be a 12-time all-star if the all-star games at the end of the year. So no, I'm I'm not even slightly concerned with Paul Goldschmidt. Okay, all right. Are you? I don't think that you should be. He's earned the right
0: not for you not to be. I think. No, because I've seen this game before with him. Like
1: that's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. done this forever, and he he if there are is anyone that has earned the right for you to be patient with it's him. And he's the still pro- th- and he's still productive.
0: The only thing that is a concern is seven strikeouts in the last six games. That's a concern. Well, one of those games, yes, I mean, so. which also a concern.
1: It happens, man. You go through stretches, but I he still hit see- two doubles yesterday.
0: Like yeah, I'm not worried about him. I'm that. just saying that that you know Nolan did. – We didn't get vintage Nolan this last six games. That hurt us a little bit. Uh, only six home runs as well. Like I would like to see a few more homers. Obviously, San Francisco tough ballpark to get him out in. Um, I am
1: actually like pleased with the home run production of San Francisco. Yeah, it's fine. Given what we were doing, and to go into San Francisco and do that, that's a. Yeah, step yeah I didn't
0: get one. Look at that.
1: Yeah, and Tommy, Tommy had played really well. He had a rough Sunday. But other than that, he looks really good. And has had
0: a terrible road trip. He was 0 for 10.
1: Well, he only had 10 at bats. That's the problem.
0: Well, yadi only had 13 and he hit 308. So I mean that's gonna I mean I mean can't really those fall. two
1: should just split time. That's what they did. Got. I
0: mean they essentially did. They both played three games.
1: yadi's a productive hitter at times. And like I said, Yadier's gonna get his ten home runs. He's gonna get big hits because that's what he does. I mean, how many times th- there will be games where we are watching late in the game and he ties a win or hits a winning run in. With a bloop single. He just will do it. So I'm I have no problem with him playing.
0: also that's gonna make a lot of people mad, especially in the B community. But Albert was 0 for seven. I I mean, I just don't know what Albert's role on this team is. It should
1: be just him. hitting against lefties. That should be what it is.
0: Okay, so here's my question. You're gonna sit Yepus against lefties?
1: You gonna I guess you gotta put him in the outfield.
0: So who are you sitting?
1: Tyro'Neal. Right now. Stop. That's what you're doing right now. Yes. He can't hit lefties no. right now. He's been horrible against lefties this year. He was batting some last year, too, for a lot of the year. I mean, that's – You're going you to your ha-
0: gold glove left fielder. I don't want to do it. Prodigious numbers last year. And you're going to start Albert over him?
1: I'm not it? saying I would. I'm saying that's what they're going to do.
0: There's no way that should happen. So
1: what are they going to do? They can't take D.C. out. He's going to get both sides. That's my Harrison Bader's in center field every that, game. That should be.
0: That my point for me. I, I don't, don't know. know the role that Albert and Corey Dickerson play on this team win everyone's hot, I just don't.
1: Corey said I'm fine with him every... being a bench bat. There that's are fine. nine
0: guys, eight guys on the team that are better than those two that should start every day.
1: Yeah, what do you do with Albert Pujols? They really, they really found themselves into a corner. Here. They have
0: that's yeah. They you really almost have to hope themselves over.
1: You almost have to hope every time you face a lefty, it's a getaway day where you're sitting guys anyway. Like you yeah. almost have to hope that's what happens every time.
0: Like yeah yeah I and I, again is that the I mean you yeah you're right you have to hope he you see a lefty every Thursday, like at 115.
1: Do you think that there could be a chance, though, Dad, with Albert being so good against lefties, to give a guy a day off just to put him in against those whatever because we don't face him that often, but when it happens, like you can use that as an off day for someone. And I mean, I guess do that's that. what you have
0: to do. and That's fine. I
1: guess. That's fine, but you also want your Tyler O'Neill in there against a lefty every day. Like you want that. Because you don't want him to be at a point down the stretch – well, he hasn't seen lefties because of okay, Albert. Okay, I'm really and then you slam in a play. yeah, go ahead. Tyler
0: this year against lefties is hitting 389 with a 444 slugging. Has he been in this year? 99 OPS.
1: Okay, I was wrong then. He was bad. I thought he had a bad year last year with it, but but okay, I didn't know he was that good this year. Yeah, so then you really have no
0: options. That I mean, I'm I mean again, and, and here's the thing: I've been to two games, three games this year, and I hear it every time. Ooh, Albert's. Hey, we get, at least we get to see Albert and. That was, again, my concern. And I, I love that he's Again, it was awesome. Opening day was awesome. I'm glad he's back in Cardinal Birds on the back. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with him from here on out. And I have no idea what you do with Corey Dickerson.
1: Here's the thing, Dad. You look around the team. Uh, I'm, Juan Yepes, I'm assuming, is good against lefties because he's right-handed. Then you go around the team. Catcher, he doesn't play that. First base, Goldie great against lefties. Same with Tommy. He's better against lefties. Um stop, who cares? Third base. Um, he no one's better against lefties. Tyler apparently really good against lefties. Bader way better against lefties. DC's better against lefties. How can you validate finding a spot for Albert in that lineup? I
0: that's that was sort of my original question which started this discussion.
1: But that's the thing though, Dad. Like if you're gonna break you can I told I said this before the year is you're bringing in a right-handed bench bat to a team that now has a DH that every hitter is better against lefties. So what are you going What are you? You're not gonna take any of those nine out. To have Albert hit for him, unless it's a catcher and you want to bring in the other one. Like, so what is just you just have to hope it lines up perfectly almost. I I guess. Like, I don't I mean, I don't know what his role and I love Albert and he had a really good start to the year, but I don't know what they're I mean, I'm glad you have to make the decisions, I guess, but I'm also not because I think they're gonna make the wrong ones at times.
0: I, it's tough. Tough spot I, to be in for
1: the team. I They've really put themselves in a bad spot. They have
0: I, and I mean
1: and here's the thing that you cut Dickerson, you you back into a fine spot, but they're not going to do it. Dude it Or just keep it as a bench bat and sit Donovan down and bring Gorman up. Like there are options to to have this roster be fine. And they're just but I just don't know if they're gonna do it.
0: I you don't I common. just don't either, and I just don't know what you do. Oh man. I, I just don't know.
1: It kind of makes your head hurt to think about. It like does. I said, Yepes coming up was great, but like I said, caused problems. It you really you were talking
0: about Yepes against lefties. At the minor league level this year, he was hitting three ten with a 1.116 OPS. There you go. Four and jacks to... and 14 RBIs.
1: And how impressed are you about how good he is against right-handed pitching? Because, yes. God, that guy just rakes. No, I, I said <laughs> this on Twitter yesterday. I think there might be only two other guys on our team that can hit a ball the other way that are right-handed and get it out there. And it might just be Goldie and Tyler. And yeah. Him. Like, yeah. no one else on our team can hit a ball right-handed like that and get it out.
0: I, I uh, agree.
1: Like, that guy has – I mean, he's he seems to be a special a special hitter, honestly. Great approach. Doesn't chase very often. And, I mean, he knows his – he doesn't seem like any, any moment's too big for him. Huge double in game two, I believe. Yeah, game two when they won. It was, he yeah. He him a chance. I mean, he's just – it seems like he really loves being there. He wants to win. I. But it's tough. Like, they can't send him down. so I No, don't know. no. I don't know what they're going to do, man. Should be I, interesting.
0: I just don't understand the, what Albert's role or what what Corey's role is here. Here's what I'm
1: just going to say, Dan. Come June, or let's say come mid-June, you're going to know what this team's desire is this year, whether it's to win or it's to be nostalgic.
0: Yeah. I kind of almost feel like we already know, dude.
1: I don't. I think they do want to win. And I think the players really want to win. And I think to have that narrative spun right now is kind of – not 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 like fair. It's we're so early in the season. But there's gonna be a shortstop on the market then and come the trade deadline. And his name is Xander Bogart. Yeah. He will be yeah. on the market. And if we're not even talking to them about getting him, then I have some massive questions about what they want to do with this team.
0: Unless unless Tommy is playing short and Nolan Gorman's raking at second base.
1: Yeah, I agree. And even right. then I still talk to him because he's one of the best
0: players in yeah, the game. I agree. But you the problem is the, the ransom it's gonna be a King's ransom and we're not. You're not guaranteed. Is it? Free. Who,
1: who needs a shortstop? Who oh, needs I'm a shortstop that's willing to trade for him? We're talking over each other. Sorry. Who needs a shortstop in the league that's willing to trade for him? The no, I, I'm to- not arguing.
0: I'm saying he's going to test free agency, and we know the Cardinals are not going to pay top dollars for Vanderpool.
1: Yeah, and that's obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. The Red Sox got turned around, and then went to stupid conversation.
0: But I don't yeah. know. The Red Sox are bad, dude.
1: They're bad you want to get the power rankings because they're yeah, not a second.
0: I wanted to hit on a few uh, news and notes around the league, and then we'll get to the power rankings. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do it. Um, first of all, shout-out of the week, Dusty Baker. I don't love him. He's a great man in Greece, a Hall of Famer, but 2,000 wins. 12th. All, I mean, he's only the 12th guy ever to get 2,000 wins. That's pretty damn impressive. Shout-out, Dusty.
1: I think you need to switch your tune on Dusty because I think it was Poisoned by Tony
0: LaRusso, who I now You're probably, probably right. But I, I mean, have, like, I how about have,
1: some of the have, moments he's have, been on the field more. for? He was there for he was on the and on deck when Hank Aaron hit the home run to break
0: Babe Ruth's record. Oh, he's a hell of a player. I have a ton of baseball cards from Dusty Baker. With the he
1: Dodgers. also was he he's one he's the only black manager to get to that mark. I mean, he yes. has been he's been incredible for the sport. Agreed. I will say that, and the way he has handled the Houston situation coming into a very tough spot and coming out of retirement to that has been good. Good, and I didn't like him because of the Reds days. But I have completely switched my tune. I think he's great, and I think he's really good for the game. I agree. All right.
0: So let me get to um, one other thing here, all right? Uh, yep. D always gives me a bunch of crap because I bitch a lot. As a former coach, I bitch a lot about him, about umpires and referees. Give us, give us your take on Mad Bum and evidently the love that Dan Bellino has for him as he longingly stared into his eyes and rubbed his hands.
1: I am just gonna try not to get too angry at this because this made me so mad. So mad that a guy wants to be this big But first off, just just a jerk off in general. Cause even if you're not an umpire or in imagine doing that in a professional setting, Dan. Imagine no. going up to someone and staring in their eyes until they had a reaction. But also, like to do first off, Mad Bum luckily he has some kind of restraint because he could have killed him. Yes. And also, um, I just don't understand. Why one, like he wasn't even saying anything awful to the umpire, the home plate umpire, and two, how you how that guy's not suspended. <coughs> like, no also, one got suspended because he defended himself. His he didn't apologize, huh? He said that he didn't even apologize. All he all I heard him say was that Mad Bum said some choice words and they ejected him. Did he come no, out he again? He
0: issued an apology.
1: Who gives a fuck?
0: But it was you no, know, like, no, I take what, full accountability for my decision. Shut the hell up, dude.
1: What you decision? Are not part of the game. Like, And I don't even understand how you get to that point. And if a, if a player I should have an apology for charging the mound, is their suspension going to be taken away? No. So why is this guy allowed to do whatever he wants to keep working
0: without any punishment? It amazes me. Look, I, and I'm not going to get into the political side of unions or pro-union or negative union, but how protected these umpires are.
1: Why um, are they? I don't, I don't even get it.
0: I, great question. I know they've got a strong union, evidently. But Angel Hernandez, how that guy still has a job. I, I don't understand that at all. This Dan Bellino is evidently a knucklehead. There are so many of them. I, what he did to Mad Bum was, I mean, it was unbelievable.
1: Can we get to multiple parts of this about the significance of what that choice could have had? Absolutely. One, one Mad Bum having a phenomenal year bounce back year. He is, if you don't if you don't know, I don't think I've said this under, one of my favorite pitchers I've ever watched pitch in my life. And he's I absolutely love Mad by Bum. The way, if you I know, it. he's incredible. But two, Imagine, first off, now poor Tory Lavello, who's been great this year, early running for manager of the year, and really overperforming with his team because of his starting pitching, um, has to go eight innings with a bullpen game. Now you have to stretch somebody out for three or four. What if, Dad, that guy that they had to bring in that didn't know he was coming in after the first inning, God forbid, gets hurt for having to cover those innings? God forbid he goes out there not ready to have to cover three innings and hurts his arm and he's out for the year or something like that. Now you're costing that guy money. You're costing Mad Bum um, another win, a game, or win. You're costing the whole team. You're costing Tori Lovello, And you could potentially be costing someone a career just because you wanted to be a jackass. Like, that isn't extreme, but that is a real thing that happens
0: when pitchers have to come in when they don't know.
1: So why is this allowed? There are so and many bad things saw, that could kind have of happened.
0: They're playing the Marlins, I believe, right? Yeah. And if you saw the umpire the check. Czech- which also, why is Gambolino checking anyway? Like I thought, the home plate umpire did that.
1: They, they, there's sometimes where the first, I think is he the crew chief? I don't know.
0: I don't. Know. It, it, it just it's it home,
1: depends. I think on who's closest. The home
0: plate umpire checked out. Al- I think it was Alcantara. It was him or it was Al- our local. It player. was Eliaser Hernandez. I oh, okay, all right, Hernandez. Um, it, either way, he checked. I mean, it was barely a glance. What, this was a bait, and that there is no room for that. That man should not. He should be sent to the minor leagues, just like a player would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. It's ho- he shouldn't be sent to the minor leagues. He should be suspended for three games, and that should be it. I don't think Dan Bellino should lose his job. That's oh. no, that's an extreme. I don't believe that. Yep, he's baiting. I, a whole I understand stadium. what happened, but I just don't believe that one decision should cost you your livelihood. That's not how I think things should work in the world. That's but, my opinion.
0: Hey, let him go down there, work his way back, because that—that that is something you don't do like that. I also that,
1: don't know, Dan, you
0: know. and why would you do it anyway?
1: It, there's no reason for it, but I have a funny story for you. You need to watch um, the Chris Rose rotation that came out today. Shout out John Boy Media. They just signed a $5 million deal with Dwayne Wade and a couple other people. I saw that. They're killing out. it. Um, he had Adam Wainwright on today, and Wayno said he texted Madbum after that, and he was like, what happened? And they were talking about it, and he was like, yeah, I kind of lost my cool. And Wainwright said, he said, what, what do you mean? You usually keep your composure in those situations. And he said, Madbum just sent him a laughing emoji. Because Mad Bum's known for being a psychopath. Absolutely. That was, that was horrible. That's horrible, man. And shout out Mad Bum, by the way. He's having a phenomenal season. Yep. Really good. Well, so while we're talking
0: lot. about that Diamondback staff, we'd be remiss to not bring up the guy who we traded away. Zach Allen? Allen is back from injury. Thank goodness. If I am a Zach Allen fan, uh, I want to see him do well every time he goes out. So far, 2-0, 28 innings. With a uh, .95 ERA and a .71 whip,
1: he's a stud. Okay. i you know, you know how good, how big of a fan I've been of him. I told you for years to keep him on your fantasy team, and you kept trying to trade him away. Yeah. Um, I, I but I love the way his name is spelled. I don't know why it's just it's just cool to me. But I also think that he's he's just a really good pitcher, and also a guy. We need to talk about as well, Dad, after Zach Gallen is the guy who the Marlins got for him in return when they traded him, because Jazz Chisholm yes. is one of the most electric players in baseball, and he's finally backing it up with his play. Agreed. Like, how about him, man? Yeah. I mean, he's been
0: incredible. He is he fun didn't... to watch. Okay, so while we're talking about that, right, We, you and I talk quite a bit about, obviously, we are pro player almost all the way, right? Obviously, always. You know, Always. And I will I will continue to be that way. I coached that way. I played that way. I, I root that way. I'm always that way. But how, fun, how awesome is the sport when Ronald Acuna is playing? If you guys didn't see it, he literally, I mean, the, the, the old turn swinging out of your shoes, he did. He hits a ball 450 feet and falls down. And then the next night, hits an absolute nuke and then does the old, uh, you know, the old LeBron silencer on the way to first base. That, that dude is must-watch TV. Is he the most exciting player in baseball?
1: Um, it's, him, it's him and Tatis, in my opinion. You can go either way with that. Um, but the thing that I think is so great with Acuna that we need to speak on is how many eyes he brings to the sport. Yeah. He got LeBron James retweeting I know a video of him. If During you can do that to playoff, a sport, by the way, that is huge. That is what huge for you.
0: LeBron's sport. signature silencer.
1: I know, but still, just to do that and to get recognition from LeBron James, like you have your opinions on LeBron, whatever. He is maybe the most influential figure in the Absolutely. world other than the president. So he, uh, I mean, that's huge. And also, I was on Instagram, and he um, – and someone tweeted, I could literally just fell on his ass and hit a ball 450 feet. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he commented on it and with a laughing emoji. Like, he's awesome. <laughs> I love him. I have since he's been in the league. And I'm just glad he's back, man. Same. And he's stealing bases, so his leg looks fully recovered. Yeah. I'm really happy for him.
0: So, now, the Braves are not playing very well. but They'll be fine. But they'll be fine. We're, uh, don't just just I want to get to the, the uh, week two power rankings, uh, just a news, just a little tidbit from around the, the, the LA Dodgers team ERA of two point zero seven through twenty six games, the lowest since the nineteen seventy eight A's. My old Walker Bueller pick looks pretty good right now.
1: Yeah, he has the best winning percentage through his first um a hundred starts since. I don't remember who it was, and now I'm losing my train of thought, but someone who was really good at baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Some Hall of Famer. I completely forgot who it was. But um, I looked at his stats through his first 100 starts. They are eerily identical or similar to Clayton Kershaw. Now, Kershaw was like three years younger at the time, I believe, when he made his 100th start. But he is just a stud, man. Vandy product. He's so good.
0: But a 2.06 ERA as a team. That's incredible. Cardinals top five, I think, or they were. I don't know if they are now. But Probably not.
1: The weekend was a little tough on that. Um, but... Okay,
0: We talked about, like, maybe we should issue the douchebag of the week award, and obviously Bellino is, is on, on that list. Uh, we got to get to Chris Woodward. We're, we're not spending a lot of time because this guy's a clown, and I'm sorry to any Rangers fans out there. I do apologize. First of all, I don't apologize for what I'm about to say. I apologize. You have to deal with that man. What he did to Fernando Tatis Jr. a couple years ago, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen a manager have to come out and say and then coming out and talking about uh, Glaber Torres' walk-off home run, uh, first of all, 99% of the parks would not have gone out. Of, shout out to Aaron Boone for saying, well, you're really bad at math, first of all. Also, yeah. what they, say, they stat-casted it at 24 or 26. It would have gone out.
1: 26, including the one that they play at. So, so here's off. the thing that's, here's funny here's that's funny to me. Fuck here's the thing that's funny to me, Dad. Those teams playing, there is zero possibilities with those two teams playing and either their parks when that's not a home run. That's just hilarious to me that he tried to say that it wouldn't it's ridiculous. And he's been he's not good for the game, just straight no. up, in my opinion. And I don't know why they still have him as manager, to be honest. They have a lot of young, fun players there. Um, I don't I don't know. I want you know what I want to focus on a little bit more because he tried to take the shine away. Good for Glaber Torres. He's starting to resurge a little bit and he has like the most walk-off hits I've ever seen from anybody. He just gets like three a year. It's wiley It's two this year already. Man, good for him to do that. And I hate and you know what makes me sad? Something that I think he's gotten lost in this? I don't want to bash Woodward too much. He's awful. I've talked about him before. I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, his uh, Glaber's first up hit this year, a struggling guy, by the way, the Yankee fans are throwing trash at the center fielder.
0: Yeah.
1: And now his second walk-off hit gets overshadowed by this. What's I know. the poor guy got to do to get some love? So let's show him a little bit of love.
0: Yeah. He smoked that ball. Let's 106 get.
1: miles per hour the other way. Also, dude,
0: quite- you're playing in the same park.
1: And that they had two home runs. One that what tied the game. On this guy. One that tied the game, dad, to right field that went ten feet shorter.
0: Yeah, this guy, I can't, I can't. What he did to Tatis, first of all, was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen a manager like come out and talk about. And I didn't love that Wilson well, Knucklehead. That was uh, Jay Tingler. There we go. He's gone for a reason because he didn't back up Tatis either. I um, do
1: like Jay Tingler. I thought that was a moment of weakness, though. I think he's a good dude.
0: Rules of baseball. All right. Okay. Are we ready for week uh, May 9th, our second round of power rankings?
1: Yeah, you ready? Uh, our favorite Absolutely. team is not on the power rankings. Spoiler alert. Do
0: what? Um,
1: I took um the Cardinals off the off the power well, rankings. You can't
0: spoil it, dude. You might, you might as well tell me the into Ozark.
1: Should I? No. no, don't. No, I. Well, I just don't think they have a spot on it. But okay, I'm okay. Fine so with number it. ten um is the Rays. I have the Rays at number ten. You can argue them higher. They're seven three in the last ten. They're eighteen and eleven of the race like do you have anything if you want to add anything just do no it. no 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 no. i did not even
0: look at it to be honest because it's your week
1: okay so in the number nine i have the twins at 18 and 11 7 and 3 their rotation has been really good korea's heart which hurts them a lot i think but i think they play really well joe ryan's the early front runner for the nl rookie of the, i mean al rookie of the year and byron buxton's a stud we about can him. i
0: add actually i'm gonna add a couple things here uh, shout out looks like royce lewis getting called up. that's awesome love it
1: so Here hear you guys first hit
0: Huh? Here he guys got his first hit. Oh, he was up. He's up today. No, he's played three games. Oh my god, how did I miss that? I thought he was. <laughs> I don't know.
1: He yeah, Correa got hurt a couple like four days ago, and I, I think I still. Good lord.
0: I think I'm telling you the Sudafen Benadryl cocktail <laughs> that I'm on has put me into a, like a, a loop.
1: Yeah, he got his first hit. George Okay, so shout out play.
0: to Rox Lewis for getting your ma- first major league hit.
1: Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> number eight. I got the Padres at 19 and 10. The seventh in their last 10. I think they're going to be really good. When they get Tatis back, they're going to be really good. Haseon Kim stepped up. T.J. Abrams is going to be good. I know he struggled a little bit. Um, they need another bat, I think. I think they really Trent need Grisham another really bat. Struggling. Jorge Mateo looks like – yeah, he's been really bad. Jorge Mateo looks like Jason Mamela and he had a three-run walk-off bomb down by two yesterday with two outs. That was cool. They're finding a way to win. Their pitching has been really good. Yu Darvish has stepped up. Um, they're getting Blake Stall and Clevenger back. So that team doesn't look like they're going anywhere, in my opinion. Um, number seven, I got the Brewers. I could have them high on this list. I debated it. But the the six teams in front of them, I've been really impressed with. Um, they're 19 and 10, 7 and 3 in the last 10. Um, Lily has been really good. I still think their offense needs two more bats, probably. But man, you can totally ignore what Roddy Telez has done. He has been incredible. He's now a bandit. Yeah, former Dylan Carlson teammate. Um six, I got the Blue Jays. Now, I want to be clear with this. The Blue Jays are better than the sixth best team in baseball. But they're just not playing like they should be right now. I don't think. I mean, okay, eighteen so and
0: eleven. Who? Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. Just got swept by the Guardians.
1: Yeah, but they're still eighteen and eleven.
0: Blue Jays had not lost a series all year till they got swept by the Guardians.
1: Why does it say they're seven and three in the last ten? That can't be right. Because they lost two to the Yankees, right? They got uh, swept but- by. the – Yeah, I don't know, but they're 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 still really they- good.
0: Did I, I did I dream that too?
1: Um, I don't think they got s- I I mean that's what D said. Hold on, let's figure this out. We're going on the fly here. I don't think they will got
0: it could have happened in a Benadryl and no, they
1: did. That's what I thought. See? So they so they're struggling really bad right now. Actually, Guys, I but,
0: apologize for the coughing. I'm so sorry.
1: But I think I still think they're gonna be good. I like I like the Blue Jays a lot. I think they're a good team. Kevin Goslin is just, a, also, a star just like right now. also
0: right now the Oscar back. Like I mean you're adding a middle of the order bat. To your lineup so yeah sorry
1: they're 17 and 13 so my numbers were off a little bit okay and they're six and four and six in the last 10 so that's not good no. but i still think um they're six I, they're really good they were
0: um, number three last week so they've dropped
1: yeah number five i've got the astros
0: oh, oh all um, right making their first appearance on the power rank. yeah they're
1: just they're the astros they've been really really good lately they are seven i mean they're eight and two in the last 10 they've shot all the way up to a half game behind anaheim they're 18 and 11 I mean, they've been they've been they're the Astros. Like, I'm not gonna count them out. Bragi getting hot. Bragi is getting hot. The sauces, yeah. well, the Bragi bomb sauce is working. Yeah. And I just I am a big fan of that team. I think they're really good. Um, number four, I've got the Mets. The Mets job for me because I thought they played some lethargic baseball in in Philadelphia against Philadelphia this week. That just wasn't. Other than that six one comeback, they just didn't look the same. And I think the three teams ahead of them are playing a little bit better. But I do think at twenty and ten, I mean the Mets are really good. They could you can make an argument for one on this list if you wanted to. I just have them there. They're six and four in the last ten. But at number three, I got the Angels. I am full aboard the Angels train. That win last night was absolutely huge. That is a game where in the last five years, at ten years, the Angels lose that game. They don't come back. But nineteen and eleven, they're six and four in the last ten. They've won almost every series this year. And they're leading that um that AL West. So I'm I think the Angels are really good. All right. Number two, I've got the Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball, but right now they have to be number two. Um, they are nineteen and seven, seven and three. Mookie Betts is starting to get hot. Um, they just have the most deadly lineup I've ever seen in my life, and I don't even think it's close. Um, and number one, I got the Yankees. I don't think you can put anyone else there right now. Twenty and eight, eight and two in the last ten. They're refusing to lose baseball games. It seems like
0: um, I don't had a think. 0-0 through seven today.
1: Yeah, so now they're twenty-one and eight. I am after today. I don't think they're, they're going to be that good. I don't think they are that good. But right now, it's because they're playing that well. That's why they have to be in the power
0: rankings, I think. Uh, so just to recap, all right? At 10, the Rays, they're new in, they're a new addition this weekend in, in the power rankings. Cardinals yep. drop out. Yep. <coughs> number nine, the Twins, they stay at number nine. They were number nine last week. At number eight, the Padres drop. They were six last week, dropped to eight. Brewers drop from five to seven uh blue jays with a big drop from three to six astros way up they were not in last week's power rankings they move up to five mets dropped from two to four angels biggest jump of the week from outside the no 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 that's wrong they were seven to four sorry my apologies so it's from seven to three the dodgers, biggest jump was the astros dodgers uh, move up two from four to second and the yankees stay number one on the power rankings
1: Yep. Do you have any problems or disagrees? Disagreements? No, no
0: problems at all. I love seeing the Astros in there. I love seeing the Angels in the top five.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I'm just so excited that Mike Trout of the idea in my head, Dad, to see a game in September where the Angels are trying to make the postseason and to have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout playing in that game. That nothing makes me more excited as a baseball nerd than that prospect. I,
0: I cannot argue with that at all.
1: And Taylor Ward, man,
0: what a stud.
1: Just keep going off, Taylor. Earn yourself an all-star game spot. Go do it. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, yeah, I have no problem with that. I absolutely love it. Uh, also,
1: Shoya Otani, one of the best pitchers in the world, and he can hit 40 bombs. What is that dude on? Because I want some. Please. Good uh, He is so good at everything. He had a, he had a double to tie the game and then scored on a single. He's pumped up. I mean, he is incredible. He had one of the best pitching performances of the year. Last start. He's just something else.
0: Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, before we get to the hockey uh, episode that is obviously taken, I believe, Canada by Storm. Um, just wanted to give one shout-out. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, back-to-back MVPs. Hey, Denver, can we get this guy some fucking players around him so he can get- He should be still playing. NBA, I believe he's him playing right now. I believe How about this? Last five MVPs in the NBA, all European players. Last five? That's what I read today. Giannis?
1: Um, I thought he was from Africa.
0: Sorry, maybe I, Maybe it said – no, he's Greek. Foreign players.
1: Uh, yeah, but he lives in Africa. I guess
0: so, yeah. I thought it said Europe. Do you have a problem with him winning it over Embiid? Uh, do I, I – I could have gone either way. I could have honestly gone either way. I think uh, the Embiid thing I, I would have been fine with. I would have been fine with a couple other guys probably. But I, what Jokic did, he literally carried that team with no Jamal Murray – uh, the entire Michael Porter missing significant part of the year. I mean, he carried that team the entire year.
1: So did Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, you're right. But Embiid had Harden down the stretch.
1: Speaking of Harden, he's yeah, MIA great. again in the playoffs.
0: But one the last night, dude. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, but before that, eh.
0: also, I don't know if you guys are watching the play. Luca is unbelievable.
1: Luca, if he lose, he needs to lose that weight again. I don't know what he's doing. He, right, I don't care.
0: Like, I don't care what weight he, he what weights he's at. He's unbelievable. He will win an MVP in the next three years. Lil Wayne called him a hoe.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: I didn't know that. I heard out Matthew today, and I was dying laughing. Did not know that Lil Wayne called Luca a hoe.
1: I love Luca. His, the energy he brings. He's just like a little kid playing up there. I love
0: Luca. He's great. All right, that's all I've got for the NBA. If you're not watching, go watch it. The playoffs have been great. Hey, Mavs tied <laughs> the Suns. Uh, this port or this um outside the blowout. The Golden State blew out Minnesota or um, yeah Minnesota Memphis the other night. Great series. That Celtics Bucks series is, I mean, that's if you like blood and blood, sweat, and tears, there you go. And then Philly and Miami. Miami couldn't score the other night. James Harden puts in 31. It's been fun. Hey, you also got me watching as we're going to segue, which a good podcaster would do, uh, into the NHL episode, podcast episode, probably ranked, I'd say, in the top one or two in Canada. Maybe in all of Europe. Maybe in all of North America. I don't know. But it is definitely the talk of uh, NHL night in Canada. And that is oh. Caleb's puck off, eh?
1: You said I'd gotten you into, and then you just never finished this. Yeah, I,
0: well, I was going to say hockey. But outside the Blues, I really haven't been watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you want to hear how some series are going? Um, we're going to save the Blues for last because I want to get a little bit more in-depth on that. Um, hurricanes went up 2-0 in the series, and it kind of looked like they were just going to rout them. And the Bruins stormed back won both games at home. So the home ice advantage has played a big part in that series. It's tied two two. I'll be honest with you. I think the Hurricanes are a way better team, and I hate the Bruins, so I don't really care too much about that series. I just want the Hurricanes to win. Okay. Um, the Oilers and the Kings tied two two. If the Oilers lose this series, Dad, Connor McDavid is on the way out. Oh. If Connor, if they lose Connor McDavid and trade Wayne Gretzky in their history of being a franchise, okay. they may be the place may be burned down. Because that's, it's ridiculous what they're doing. They are so much – I mean, the, the Kings are just not that good. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs, in my opinion. They, they have to win. It's tied. All four of these series are tied right now. Um, Maple Leafs and Lightning are a really exciting series. Um, those teams are just blow for blow. I mean, Pat Maroon scoring goals in the playoffs will always get me excited. So, I, I mean, I don't know where that's going to go. Andre Vasilevsky, I'll never bet against the guy. He's the best goal in the NHL. So, I got the Lightning still winning that one. So all, all, these, all four of these series that are uh, played game four are tied at 2-2. The Wild and the Blues, this has been the most emotionally draining series I've ever watched in my life, and I don't even think it's close. Um, I don't know what to think. I, I don't. I don't have any – if Nick Letty and Robert Bortuzzo are back um, for game five, I have a lot of confidence that we will make it to a game six with the lead at home. If they're not back and now Scandela's out again, And Tori Krug is gone for probably the year, if I had to guess, unless we make it to the finals. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, it's nerve wracking times. Bennington was
0: great yesterday. What is the word on those two guys?
1: They skated today. They skated. They've skated every day for the last three days, I believe. So they are on the way back. The problem is that they could be in concussion protocol, and with the way NHL works, you have no idea if that's the case or not. Correct. Um. I would say that I would expect at least one of them back, and that would probably be Letty. Can I be don't know about – a hockey
0: fan here real quick? hmm Does it really – I mean, yes, we want to see them win. Do, does either of these teams have an actual chance against Colorado?
1: Yeah, they do. Really? Darcy Kemper just got hurt. He's their goalie. Um, I don't know when he'll be back, but he took a stick to the face. And um, also, that team is not unbeatable by any means. It's not.
0: Also, all I hear is how tough we are. We were getting the shit kicked out of us by Minnesota. Like, they are – they are running our guys like crazy.
1: Uh, we have like thirty more hits than them in the series.
0: Well, it just feels like theirs are dirtier.
1: Um, they, I mean, you don't want to. The way I was texting you guys about this, um, in the NHL, that's what people do. If you in the playoffs, your goal is to initiate and not retaliate. You want to hit somebody really hard. You want them to get angry at you, and you want them to get themselves in the box for roughing. You don't want to. You don't want to play that game. You don't win that way. Um, so that's what Craig ruby has been really good about teaching them. Is you gotta initiate, you can't retaliate, and they've won, they won the nineteen Stanley Cup because they did not retaliate. They just initiated and made people mad, so they're playing their game, and you don't you can't let a team like that get you off their game because they will strike. So I, I don't think they're getting. I mean, there's been some big hits, man. Braden Shen and Vladdy Terechik are laying people out left and right, and it is fun. Uh, Barbara Shev too. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I know you're not a big hockey guy, but if you are, you feeling confident after yesterday's win or how? Are, no, no confidence at all. It was a huge win. They played it was, great, but
0: I'm saying if we don't have like going in, it felt like with Letty and Krug and What? Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo. All right, like that. Those are like our strengths on defense. If we don't well, have any no, of them, I'll, I'll tell you what. I watched like it just seemed like even on the flurry, uh, not not Mark, but on the flurry, like that they were they were putting on the Blues yesterday late right? It just seems like we could not defensively get the puck out of our own end, and that is, that is mind-numbing to me.
1: That's where Nick Letty comes into play. He is our best at that, besides Pareko. Those two are really good. If Nick Letty is back, um, we have our best two defensemen playing still. Knock on wood. Justin Falken, and Cole and Pareko are, without a doubt, no question, our best two defensemen. and it's not even close. First time in, like, 30 years, the Blues have had two defensemen play 30 minutes of ice time. Um, that's alarming. Like It's great, they play very well, yeah. but you don't want that every game. Um, I think Letty will be back tomorrow if I was a betting man. But a guy I want to bring up and highlight on our defensive side, Scotty Perunovic coming back after a, a wrist surgery for his first game in the NHL playoffs, his first game ever in an NHL playoff time, his first time in an NHL playoff game. God, that dude looked good. He was shutting hey, down, exiting the puck yesterday. I mean, exiting the zone really well yesterday. Um, and he was our quarterback for our power play. And he didn't look, I mean, it made tory Krug not even look like he was gone. Like, so so I was really impressed with him. And I think what they do is they go 7D, 11 forwards again. Because to be honest with you, this team doesn't need 12 forwards. We have 11 great forwards we can play. And Nathan Walker was not exact, and Dakota Joshua were not valuable enough to validate putting them in. So I think they probably go 7D again if they get Borson Letty back, to have those guys not playing a, a heavy load of minutes because they're try, trying to come back from injuries. And If Letty is back tomorrow – Bortz is great, and I hope he's back. But if if Letty is back, they're going to win the series because he is so important to exiting the zone. He is so good at it. He's one of the best in the NHL at it. Um, That if he's back paired with Falk, and you can have Pareko paired with Mikula, and those are your top two, and then you've got a third where you can go Santini, Perunovic, um, Bortuzzo if he's back, Um, I think they've got a good chance. And I honestly disagree with you about how they played yesterday. They kept Minnesota, Minnesota did have a lot of offensive zone time, which can be alarming. But man, they kept them out of they kept them out of the crease. They kept them to the outside. A lot of non competitive shots. Benner looked great. I, I mean, that was a very encouraging win. And if Bennington gets hot,
0: he's hard to beat. Very hard to beat. This is why people come here to listen to your hockey segment. Thanks. Here's what I here will be my here will be my hockey tidbit of the day. I'd like to see a score early because it just feels like we it feels like the ball the the ball the puck just bounces right off of flurry and it's there for 400 rebounds and we never have a guy anywhere near the puck
1: not Jordan Cairo. cuz he was right there
0: he did Hey, yesterday. what a, he a game he had, had It's felt like this the entire series that we could have like eight, 20 goals in this series if we just get in front of the net and get those rebounds so i would love to see that happen i don't know if that's a thing i think it's a thing i see that, that minnesota does that a lot uh, I'd like. I would love to see the Blues come out and get the first goal tomorrow night.
1: That's why the Wild are so good, Dad. They're so big and physical. They don't let you in there. And it's but you gotta find ways to get in. Thirty
0: game, it is. Which becomes um, an 8:45. So you are telling me to hold off on my Benadryl.
1: Correct. You hold wanna. Over. You wanna hear how? Um, you, you're saying that teams that score first, they're like, you want like that's a huge confidence booster and it makes you feel better about the game. That's a good point because teams are 24 and six in this year's NHL playoffs. Um, when scoring first. So you brought up a great point. Look at you. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, you score first. I mean, <laughs> then you have that feeling of score again, and you're in control. All right. And when, you, when you're down one, it's now you're fighting back. If the other team scores, then they're in control. So the good thing about this Blues team is there's never a feeling in my head when, after the second period, no matter what the score is, that they are out of it. Yeah, I agree. They can score in bunches, and, man, they are aggressive. But O'Reilly and David Perron have been absolutely remarkable this series. Those two have stepped up huge. I like could build those guys, both of those guys, statues outside of Enterprise, as far as I'm concerned. Retire the numbers. They both deserve it. And join Kairou. Since I told him to get his head out of his ass, his head is directly out of his ass. And he what, has been incredible.
0: What if we get 2019 Benner back?
1: If we get 2019 Benner back, then we win a cup.
0: All right. Let's go. Let's go, Blues. Let's go.
1: Yeah, they're playing really well. I'm happy with okay. what they're doing. And today on the slate, Panthers, Capitals, Penguins, Rangers, Flames, Stars, and Predators Avalanche, don't even watch that game unless you're a fan of either of the two teams because they're going to win. Um, Flames and I, Stars, don't care. And don't like either of the teams. Rangers-Penguins, good game. Of
0: any of those games.
1: And Panthers-Capitals, Capitals up 2-1 against the team that won the President's Trophy. So, I mean, if, if Capitals win today, Panthers are going full tight but whole mode. Okay. All right.
0: There you have That's why you tune in. That's what – for stuff like that. Yep.
1: For right. um, your once-in-a-lifetime great take on hockey games.
0: I feel pretty good about myself.
1: Yeah. I'll
0: probably be peacocking around the rest of the night.
1: To be fair as well, though, in most sports, when you score first, you have a better chance of winning. Except for yeah, well,
0: hey, I don't need you to shit on my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my hockey moment there. Yeah, it's All right. Uh, anything else we got to add or let's get out of here?
1: Uh, I'm good, I think. I don't think I have anything.
0: Uh, for those of you listening in the St. Louis area, obviously, let's go Blues. But you've got six home games at Bush. Get out! It's going to be beautiful weather. It's going to be a little warm, actually, because Mother Nature is being a fickle bitch right now. And like I said, I need to have a word with her. But it is going to be a little bit warm. But you got three games with the with the uh, um, Orioles, three games with the Giants. Also, Sunday night baseball; those are always fun. Get down to the ballpark. The weather looks great outside of the heat. Uh, go support the local teams. You got the Blues back in action here in town Thursday night. Get out and go see those guys. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't. Wish all of the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day, which was yesterday, which by the time you're listening to this will have been two days ago. But, uh, you know, uh, we're lucky in our family to have some killer mothers. Uh, my mom and then obviously my wife is uh, fantastic. So shout out to those. I got of, one more all, thing. Yo.
1: Happy Mother's Day to everybody but Wendy Bird.
0: <laughs> happy Anyway, happy Mother's Day to all of your mothers, all you mothers out there um awesome caleb good luck on your finals this week thanks if i don't talk to you in a while ch- um, call the police right we probably will <laughs> not be back until you get home which will be this weekend and uh so we'll probably not do another podcast this week because of finals and everything else but like i said go support the blues go support the cardinals get out see some live music enjoy this weather because we know that before you know it it's gonna be 95 and humidity of like 100 so uh, Cardinals
1: go 5-1, and and we'll have a happy podcast on Sunday or Monday.
0: Oh, that'll be fantastic. That sounds awesome to us. Hey, guys, you guys are absolutely the best. Once again, find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. We've had some awesome uh, conversations with you guys on Facebook. You can find us at More you knowable uh, sports podcast. Uh, also on Twitter at More underscore Noble as well as at Noble 8 You can find us on there. We're trying to get a lot of content out. We've had a lot of good engagement from you guys. That makes this so much fun. You guys are absolutely the best. Stay safe, safe. Stay safe. Uh, the Benadryl starting to kick in. No, the Sudafed. Stay safe. Take care of each other, and we will see you soon. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know. The more you know, it's the more you know.